You're listening to the Legend Best Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. What's up, Legend Nation? All right, all right. It's 2020, y'all. It's 2020, y'all. Bang, bang, bang. You know, I've been doing that. Uh, what is that? The the tax, the tax dance. Uh, you know, when they like all the people, all the people, all the people are tax people. When they shake the legs, I love that. That was on the Super Bowl. If you haven't seen the Super Bowl, all right. I apologize, folks. Um, I have not been giving you the content like you want. Mrs. Gavin came to me. She's like, "Hey, babe." Can you bring the people some content? I'm like, I got you. I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna come back with a with a big bang, and I'm gonna give them the content that they need. So, folks, this is Legend Vest. This is where we teach you how to become a legend and how to invest in yourself. So, the podcast today is gonna be really something that's gonna, I think, help you to understand what is the 2020 decade gonna bring. Us. What, what, what do I need to do to start planning? What do I need to start investing in? What do I need to put my mindset at? What do I need to diversify? Things like this. So the title of this podcast is going to be The Future is Now. So what do I mean by the future is now? What I mean by the future is now is that when I was a child, I recall watching cartoons and seeing so many different things about how, you know, we're going to have flying cars and, you know, you watch the Powderpuff Girls and they're drinking, you know, some type of magic formula and then they can start flying. They can do all the super, super stuff or whatever. I almost said Super Saiyan for my Dragon Ball Z people. But, uh, you know, like, you know, the Powderpuff Girls and, you know, you got other cartoons where you got robots going there and there and, you know, and just all type of just crazy stuff that just seemed like it was just unbelievable. Here's the thing, folks. We're actually pretty much already there. And so the future really is now. I mean, the things that we're able to do today, we thought 15, 20 years ago, like, oh, my gosh, it would be so cool if we could have X, Y and Z. You know, we can fly drones miles and miles away. You got robots that the military is using to defuse bombs. I mean, like it, it's it's incredible. You got CRISPR where people are editing the genes of people. I mean, it's incredible what we're actually doing. So what I want this podcast for you to understand today is that if you're not thinking about what that future thing is in this decade of 2020, by the end of this decade, I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, save this episode, save it, put a flag on it. And then I don't know if you can set a reminder on your phone, if you're going to even have the same phone in 10 years. But if you do save this episode and you'd be like, man, Jameson was right. At the end of this decade, we're going to see things that today you think are impossible, that you think all oh, were. It's just so that's that is so far off. That is not going to happen. It's oh man. We're probably 50 years from that. I guarantee you at the end of this decade, before the end of this decade, we will already have it. You will see it in the marketplace and very likely you will be using it. So the future is now. I want to start off with something that I think is really cool. This is really for my biology folks. And I want to talk about genomics. So genomics is an interdisciplinary field of biology focusing on the structure, function, evolution, mapping, and editing of genomes. 
And if you don't know what a genome is, a genome is an organism's complete set of DNA. It includes all of its genes. So when we're looking at, you know, uh, genomics and gene editing in specific, talking about CRISPR, uh, we're talking about the ability to edit a person's genes. I mean, it is completely, um, I will say, now possible or perhaps possible to edit an individual's genes. So to take out or replace it or to edit, um, you know, let's say um, uh, the, uh, the likelihood of sickle cell anemia or the likelihood of having a genetic issue and it being able to perhaps edit or pull that gene out, perhaps even editing someone's eye color and things like that. This is actually happening. These tests are being done on animals and other um living organisms that I'm not happy to say necessarily. Um, but this thing, these things are being done. And 15 years ago, the first ever genome sequencing project carried out on humans. It was called the Human Genome Project. I mean, I don't know if you recall this, but I remember this stuff. The Human Genome Project. We were like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? We're going to have people, everybody's going to grow up and be LeBron James. Right. All the all the billionaires are going to have kids who are like seven feet tall and they're able to jump over mountains. Like literally, we're like, this is unbelievable. It took more than 13 years to accomplish. It cost more than three billion dollars and it drew in the efforts from scientists and non-scientists around the flipping world. This is the Human Genome Project, folks. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. To finish this. And since then, the entire landscape of genome sequencing has been revolutionized. I mean, completely. And it's so hard to believe that we're now talking about sequencing the genomes of millions of people. That's actually a project that's going on right now. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Moore's Law, but, you know, basically the Moore's Law talks about how quickly um, technology advances and, you know, and the amount of time, it just exponentially like compound interest just grows so flipping fast. But there, the advances that have been made in the field of DNA sequencing is absolutely astonishing. In fact, it's faster than what we have been seeing in technology. And if that isn't scary, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why I'm bringing you this episode first for me for 2020, if that alone isn't scary, I don't know what else is that we are we have been able to sequence our DNA that the technology of sequencing genomes has grown faster than the technology of the Internet, of computers, of smartphones. Absolutely mind blowing. And the technology and what we're going to see that goes into this and the things that we actually get from this is just going to blow our minds away. A hundred percent. So the next thing I want to talk about is nanotechnology. You know, nanotechnology, actually I have a definition here, uh, is the manipulation of matter on an atomic, molecular, and supramolecular scale. Okay, so the earliest widespread description of nanotechnology referred to the particular technology goal of precisely manipulating atoms and molecules for fabrication of macro scale products, also known as molecular nanotechnology. Now, when you look at nanotech, this is another thing that is going to develop so fast. And I know what you're thinking. I'll, I'll, 
I promise you probably 90% of our listeners are like, this stuff is just bonkers. This stuff is just so out there in left field. This doesn't make any sense. Let me tell you something, okay? Nanotechnology is already being used almost everywhere. You don't even know about it. You think, oh, nanotechnology, it doesn't make any sense. There's no money in that. What is Jameson talking about? Let's get back to some other stuff. Let's talk about the foo-foo-fa-fa, right? No. Nanotech is already here. Commercial production of nanoelectronics, specifically semiconductor memory, began in 2010. In 2013, SK Hynix began mass production of the 16 newton meter nand which is basically a semiconductor flash memory samsung began production of the 10 multi-level cell and that was in 2017 all of this has already been happening so when you think about the future is now folks when the end of 2020 you're going to see stuff that is absolutely unbelievable for nanotechnology folks these types of things move into allowing tennis balls to to go farther, right? Allowing uh, the weaving of our clothes to be stitched stronger. Nanotechnology is just basically technology on a, on a very small scale. And this allows things like carbon fiber and weaving for bulletproof vests to be stronger. It allows for textile strength of perhaps even vehicles, you know, as we move into robotics, which is going to be the next thing I talk about, of those vehicles being stronger and being able to be used in other applications. Nanotechnology is huge, and it will continue to be something that is going to be placed inside of things that allows us to live a better life. The next step I want to talk, or the next thing I want to talk about is robotics. So you already have probably seen, um, and I forget the name of it, but it was just like probably about five or ten years ago. There was a robot um, the military was testing and basically, like, the robot could just, I mean, it could run at, like, 50 miles an hour. It was just unbelievable. Um, and, you know, we look at robotics and exoskeleton systems that the military has also been testing for a while now. And people are like, oh, this stuff's never going to happen. So I kind of agree to a, certain, to a certain extent that what we fictitiously believe robotics will be, I don't think that's actually going to be the, the application that robotics play in our life. I believe robotics play an application of more of a helping hand, not as in a truly, completely, hey, I'm taking you to school, I'm uh, tucking you in at, at night, and I'm cooking your breakfast, and I'm walking up the stairs, and then throwing you out of a river like iRobot or Will Smith. I don't think that robotics moves to that level, especially not in the next 10 to 20 years. What I do see robotics doing, which they're already flipping doing, remember future is now, folks, it's helping us. So robotics is an interdisciplinary branch of engineering and science that includes mechanical engineering, electronic engineering, information engineering, and computer science. So basically robotics, as you know, um, deals with the design, construction, operation, and the use of robots, as well as computer systems for their control. Now, where I believe the future is moving in robotics is artificial intelligence. So when you look at AI, and we look at the robotics industry, the helping hand is what we as humans have always wanted from the beginning of age till now. 
We talk about the beginning of age of using tools to help us do things. And we even use animals to help us achieve a certain goal. I believe robotics moves into the place of a lot of these things which become assists for the human being. So today robotics is a rapidly growing field. As technology advances and it continues, researching, designing, and building new robots serve various practical purposes. Now, whether this is domestically, commercially, or even in the military like I spoke about before, many robots are built to do jobs that are hazardous to people in an assisting way, such as defusing bombs, finding survivors in unstable circumstances, and exploring mines and shipwrecks, right? Robotics is also used in STEM science, technology, engineering, and math. As a teaching aid, we can use robotics and robots to teach us how to do individualized tasks. In the advent of nanorobotics, microscopic robots, robots excuse me, can be injected into the human body. This alone could revolutionize what we believe science and health is able to do today. Perhaps you have a poison inside of your body and nanorobot robots are actually sent inside of your body to take out whatever that poison is. Perhaps you have something inside of you that just needs to be um, dulled down or removed. Nano robots can possibly bridge that gap. You know, when we look at AI and robots and all this may sound, you know, like it's the flipping Terminator and I got Arnold Schwarzenegger coming and knocking at your door, um, you know, but the true folks is we already have this military robots are being used today. Industrial robots, you know, um, I'm privileged to know some individuals who who design robots for Amazon uh, for some of their Amazon warehouses in specifically. And these robots are actually able to go in, get the packages and move the packages all by themselves and place them and move them to totally different areas. I mean, this guy was doing like $400 million in, in, in the fourth year of his business. Fourth year. Unbelievable. You know, we're talking about cobots, which are collaborative robots. You know, you got swarm systems, which are multiple robots moving together to complete the same or an agreed upon task. Construction robots. We have in the, in the, in the vehicle industry... For Ford, GM, you know, Nissan, all these companies, Tesla, where you have the arms of robots, which are actually building the cars. I think the, the robot is called the Duino Brachio robot, robotic arm. It's just like this orange arm, and it literally will put the door on the car and do all these different things. You know, it is truly incredible what we're able to do now through AI and through robotics. So... To leave you with something, folks, I want you to think about where do you think at the end of 2020, your business, what you make your main source of money from? If you're in business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are just an, uh, an employee, what do you do today? Think about this. What do you do today that will be disrupted by these three things from robotics, from nanotechnology, and from genomics or just DNA sequencing. Think about it. Every one of our industries or our lives will somehow be affected by these three things. It doesn't matter if you work for Verizon and you install cable. It doesn't matter 
If you do what I do, you're more in real estate. Doesn't matter. All of these things, some way, are going to play a role in our lives in the next 10 years. So you have the choice. Listening to this podcast, you have the choice to decide. Do you run from it and say, oh, nope, ain't going to happen next 20, 30, 50 years. Oh, that's so far off. Or do you embrace it? And the truth of the matter is, folks, you might as well embrace it. We might as well put regulations around these things, get ahead of it, not let these things run us over and cause a rift in our society, but allow them to assist us in living a better and happier life. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions, you know where to find us. You can hit us up on legendvest.com. You can probably leave a message on there. The message will probably hit you back. You can DM us on the I and the G for the old people. That is the Instagram. And uh, if you need anything, if you have business um, struggles or you need some business advice, you can always hit me up directly on jamisongavin.com. I always answer my DMs. For the people who've been hitting me up there, you know that I hit you back. Um, And I thank you again for listening to the Legend Vest podcast. Have a great day.